1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast! You gotta love when uh, technology decides it hates you, and you you get up to go do something that you think is going to be just a really nice thing to do. Because, Jeremiah, we care about people, right? We do? We do. We care about people. And so it's it's sad when Jeremiah is better with technology tonight than I am. (laughs) Dude, I have to tell you... um, I love Rode products.
2: I have two Rode mics, two Rode pod mics. I have uh, a Rode microphone that I use on my camera whenever I'm out on trail, a little shotgun point and shoot. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have a Rodecaster, which is basically an audio board that you can hook in like four mics. It's got a soundboard on it. You can adjust everything, run headphones and everything. Well, and Jeremiah, let me ask you this. Yes. How many of those roadcasters have you had now? This is my third roadcaster, and <laughs> I, I would rogue You make
1: great stuff, okay, but your roadcaster sucks. Let's just be honest. I think there's a and reason they came out with a two, and we may need to invest in those in the next year. I don't know, man. I'm going to advocate for
2: anybody that is going to use that product probably buy the uh, the new iteration. Yes, there, uh, yes.
1: I mean, I'm not even kidding you. We uh, we started the show. And I walked out to go grab something, and when I came back, there was no sound. Yeah, it 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 just happens,
2: but the
1: show must go on. I see a lot of comments over here. They are coming uh, out like crazy. Look at this right here. Let me see if we can get this to show up for you there. The Uh, Backcountry Forward says the Pizza Ninja hair is the best hair in Kentucky. Are we talking about Jeremiah's hair? Oh, I hope they're. Oh, look at the
2: look, pizza ninja's comment before that. Jeremiah is giving off a teen wolf two type. Of, you oh, know, and there it is, right
1: there. There it is. I mean, it's, he's kind of right, man. Yeah.
2: I, mean, I like that. Let me though. say something here. Let me say something here about teen wolf. All right. There is this substitute teacher at my school. Absolutely love her to death, but uh, we call her teen wolf because she looks just
1: like. Teen Wolf, you think? Okay, this hold up, hold up. You, you you've been calling a woman Teen Wolf, bro. She looks just like her. D- but I mean, you're, she you're looks not, just like him. Are you listening to what you're saying right now? Yeah. You're calling a woman Teen Wolf, only behind her back,
2: never to her face.
1: <laughs> does that make it? Does that make it better? You realize you just went national with that.
2: Uh well, we'll see how far the reach is
1: of this <laughs> podcast, won't we? <laughs> I think I'll still have a paycheck. I think I'll still have a here in about a week. Well, let's go from that into tonight's sponsor. Who uh, uh. we are huge fans of, and that's Outdoor Vitals. Uh, if you guys notice, we're both wearing Outdoor Vitals jackets right now. Uh. Uh, currently, I'm wearing the Vario jacket. This is literally my favorite insulated jacket right now. Um, I've worn it on four trips now. Four trips. Use it for a week. A couple weeks ago. And uh, I am loving it, man. It's a great, great jacket. Hey, big thank you to Rusty for the super chat. But I don't like that no, MGO blue that. stuff, man. You're gonna have to worry about that. That's <laughs> that man. That's a no go, bro. I don't know what you're doing there.
2: Well, John is wrong. Uh, I'm not wearing a, a Outdoor Vitals jacket. This is their the Ventus, Ventus hoodie ventus hoodie noticed the vents on the side if you're watching on youtube this is like a oh you got the vents too oh, these yeah. are active layers so if you're going to be backpacking and you want to wear your jacket you have the vents on there but it's not just limited to the articles of clothing that we're wearing uh, our guest tonight i'm sure we'll get into it because uh, he he released a video and he started his journey We'll get more into that later, but he used one of their backpacks and it uh, is my favorite 45-liter backpack. I think he had the 60, but the Shadowlight 45.
1: Yeah. It's a good, very it's interesting good stuff, design man. with
2: the double mesh on the front. So, yeah, Outdoor Vitals, I mean, you are a Shadowlight member, I believe.
1: Yeah. I mean, not a Shadowlight member. Not a, a Shadowlight uh, member. i mean a Live Ultralight no. member. Yes. Live Ultralight, but you have a Shadowlight. Yeah, I've got the Shadowlight, and I've got a lot of Outdoor Vitals gear. I realized the other day, like... It used to be that uh, outdoor research was like most Mm -hmm. of my stuff. But I have so much outdoor vital stuff right now. It's kind of ridiculous. And it's not just because they give us stuff for the show. This is like stuff I've bought with my own money. Like I have a ton of stuff.
2: Well, Uh, there's a perk there whenever you remember. Ben (laughs) McMillan just just
1: went full time on YouTube before our very eyes. (laughs) I hope you don't get fired, man.
2: (sighs) I think I'll be okay. I think uh, my boss would maybe think it's funny. Maybe not.
1: <laughs> it's all good. But hey, you know, thank you to Outdoor Vitals. Thank you for sponsoring this video. You guys have been so great to the show, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. And it's time, Jeremiah, to bring in the guest of the night.
2: Oh, yes. I alluded to him just a second ago. He, uh,
1: interesting track he was on, man. I and, can't wait to talk to him about it. And, you know, with that said, uh-huh. I think we need to show a little something, something from Jesse. If that's okay oh, with you. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's see what you got.
0: This is the Great Divide Trail. One of North America's most rugged and remote long trails. There's a reason why it's called the wildest through hike. It will challenge you, and push you to your limits, and then demand more. I'm freaking trying. I don't want to give up. Don't get me wrong, it's also beautiful and pristine, and the experiences along the way are well worth the journey. Anyone who's wanting to take on this challenge must ask themselves, are you even able to do it? Do you have what it takes? Do I have what it takes? My name's Jesse Mantai This is the Great Divide Trail This is my backcountry forward Keep moving forward
1: How about that?
0: Wow. How about that dude?
1: That is a great trailer, dude. That is an absolutely great trailer. We are so glad to have Jesse Mantai on here with us from Backcountry Forward. What's it like, Jesse, watching that? I honestly,
0: I just, I love watching it. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, man, it just brings back so many emotions and so many things. And and I went through various iterations of the trailer, and some were just total duds. And then when I got the editor that I've got now, uh, and he gave me that, I was just like, this is it this is it. So I love watching it. It's weird because it's like my own trip, but I'm like, what happens next?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of like you're that actor that that does all the acting throughout the whole thing and then you finally get to watch the movie?
0: Yeah. And then it. also, I'm also like jumping behind the like production company and like editing or producing. So it's like the actor who jumps behind the camera and like films the shot, but then also sits down with the editor to be like, okay, let's make it look, work like this. So it's it's a whole different side of things.
1: That's awesome. Dude. You already got a good Gosh. comment on here. Love the trailer. First episode was great.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Tanya. Yeah. She helped a lot on that trail. She gave me some of those amazing like uh, chicken and uh, chicken packets as well as your guys' pulled pork. I think I mentioned that on the last time I was on, but uh, you can't For get really? those up here in Canada. And she actually mailed me some. Yeah. Tanya Browning. That's pretty That's sweet, amazing.
2: man. That's pretty That's sweet. She's sweetheart, man. That's great. I, we, your, just, uh... we just
1: met Tanya... Was that a couple weeks ago? A month ago? Yeah, that was, I think,
2: the beginning of October, wasn't it? Yeah. that's Man, it's been that long now. Yeah, about a month and a half, I suppose. But yeah, she's really sweet. That was very nice of her and good taste in
1: food.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So, So,
1: go ahead, Jeremiah. Go ahead, John. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So courteous. John is so courteous. Well, here's what happened is last week, Jeremiah ran the show. Uh, And so now he's uh, he's got mm, that mindset of it's my show now, so I have to like back. The power is going to his head. Yeah, I gotta give it back. (laughs) The power's gone to the hair. (laughs) It's all
0: up here. It's a couple inches taller tonight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. With this hair, I'm six four. That's why. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched your first episode as well um and it looked like you covered about three days in that first episode let me first off say it was awesome uh and then i was (laughs) wondering how many episodes can we expect because that that's just a taste i'm sure of what we're going to talk about tonight on the whole journey
0: yeah so the original plan was to have about nine because there's there's uh, seven sections in total, and I was gonna split a couple of them into two. So I was gonna do Mm -hmm. about nine episodes, but as we're going through editing them, uh, we're splitting a few more here and there. So I'm still expecting it to be around, you know, probably 12-ish, 11, 12-ish. We'll see uh, as the story actually unfolds. Like some sections, there's one, the next, Not the next episode but the episode after that the second section section b um just is an eight day stretch and so it's just a little too long to do in one kind of chapter one episode one half an hour so we're gonna split that one up into two and uh and uh yeah so kind of going as as we go we'll see but there's a few short three-day sections those will all be just one one video and and see how the editing unfolds but yeah about 11 12 is what i'm thinking
1: wow Mm. that's that's a lot of work man That's a lot of work. And you just took like a year off from YouTube. that I
0: did? It wasn't always intentional. It was just kind of like the way that it happened. (laughs) There's a whole, there's a lot of backstory to it. But yeah, exactly. It's like a, it was a year since I think last time I was on, I was on either in November or at the end of October with you guys. And I was talking about how like, oh yeah, I'm going to be releasing this series in like the new year. And (laughs) and that just didn't happen. And, uh, but something else did happen in the new year. So
1: and and you care if I share a little bit of that?
0: Absolutely, go for it.
1: Because this happened in the new year, right here. Yeah. Am I am I mistaken, or or is that you in those pictures?
0: No, I I've, I've got the proof on my finger. <laughs> Sharp dressed man.
1: Look at that man. How awesome are these pictures?
0: She, she said yes. We actually <laughs> got engaged on New Year's Day.
1: That's crazy, man. That is crazy. so. I was supposed. I was
0: planning on releasing the first video on New Year's Day, and instead, I decided to propose to my my girlfriend. So she said yes, and uh, less than six months later, we were married.
1: Yeah, you said that uh, that ring is your favorite piece of uh, of ultralight gear that you carry with you now.
0: I have. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, it's 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 ultralight. I don't know if I'll actually take it on like wild trips. Do you guys take your wedding rings out on trips?
1: Okay. Yeah. Funny story about mine. Um, okay. So, uh, my ring is, uh, is too big for my finger now and it, and it falls (laughs) off. And so I quit wearing, I started wearing a, uh, uh, one of the silicone bands and found out a few months into that, I'm allergic to silicone because all the skin started to burn off my finger. And so um, we're, we're, we're looking at options for rings right now. Uh, it's just one of those weird things. Um, I, it's weird, though, because there was an indentation on my my finger for a long time where you wear it for yeah. like eight years or whatever. And then uh, I started wearing the silicone bands. And like I said, then all of a sudden I broke out and had all kinds of issues with it. So it's very ultralight for me right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very, Do you miss ultralight. it? Do you feel like does it feel does your finger feel naked?
1: Yes. Very, 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 <sighs> yeah. very naked. Yes so we we had to get mine resized anyways so like any part of me that's naked is not good you know what i mean so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, real quick you do uh, have to give a shout out we got to give a shout out to andy ackerman for the the super chat thank you so much andy team ginger beard in the house right there with you jeremiah the beard is still going strong man
0: yeah you guys are growing them back whenever i I know i'm coming onto the podcast i I purposely make sure i don't shave (laughs) for a few weeks I I got
1: her hair about about an inch off of mine. So
2: we'll see. We'll see how long she stays, but uh, I don't know. It's looking good. Also, um, she's a Hoosier. Ask if uh, my hair fits in my car. Yeah, let me drive. John and I both drive big old trucks. So we have no problem fitting inside of there.
1: No problem at all.
2: She's got to upgrade to a, a big old truck, big gas guzzler, and you'll be fine. We literally
1: have the same truck, same year, Um same motor, except he's got a longer mom. cab. He's got a bigger cab on his, but his is even mine, mine is good because his is black yeah. and mine is white.
2: Yeah. Mine has vehicle problems and his does not we're, we're the yin and the yang oh. here. So yeah, I was going to tell you my wedding band, Um I have it on right now, as you can see, and it literally goes everywhere with me, but this is the original band that I bought whenever we got married and then I lost like a hundred pounds. And so I don't know how many sizes I had to go down, but I had to take it to the jewelry store or whatever, get it sent off and resized and still a little bit loose. But the only time I really take it off is whenever I go to the gym, cause like mm. weightlifting, I don't know. It's all scratched nah. up and stuff anyway, Yeah. but it, it hurts my finger. You know, if you're trying to lift a barbell or something, then you're kind of pinching your skin between the ring and the, the metal, which doesn't feel good. So I take my yeah. ring literally everywhere. I mean,
1: Never worry about losing it backpacking. I'd encourage you to do the same, man. Yeah, I've never lost. I never lost the ring backpacking. I can say that. I can honestly say that. I lost it almost. Almost lost it at a movie theater in a trash can one time. But uh, there you go. Drying off my hands, pulled the ring right off in the paper towel and started to throw oh, it. When I realized it was no in my hand. way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's so, close. So Ben yes, the...
1: believe me, guys. Ben Ben says I might be allergic to marriage. Oh. Um. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Jeff Peters says, favorite UL gear? Jesse's bride must be watching. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think she is. I hear something playing in the background, but mind you, maybe that is this. But I hear, I hear something and she's in the other room. It doesn't sound like this, so I'm just listening for these, So, so I don't know. But either way. Nice. I do. I love. I love it, and uh, I do plan on uh, on going everywhere. I just, yeah, I, like I don't take. I have some friends. They take theirs off at night, whatnot. I sleep with it. It's on me twenty four seven. We when we went on our honeymoon, we went to Costa Rica. I went swimming in the ocean with it. Ooh, just stayed on me Costa all the time. You went
1: to Costa Rica. You went to Costa Rica. Yeah. Talk about Costa Rica a little bit, man.
0: Yeah. I okay, go to Costa. Rica. Costa <laughs> well, actually, it's a really cool story. Well, the whole honeymoon story is like really crazy. Um, so Sierra's done a couple missions trips in Costa Rica, and so originally. Uh, we were going to go to Hawaii. She has an auntie in, who has a place in Hawaii. And so I actually bought the tickets. I was like, hey, babe, like double check, make sure we can stay at this place in Hawaii. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like double checked, everything was good. And then like three weeks before our wedding, um, her auntie, maybe it was a little bit more, three or four weeks, her auntie reached out and said, hey, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. You can't go to Hawaii. And oh, uh, no. we were like, yeah, totally you know disappointed and shocked and and um long story short sierra suggested um hey what if we went to costa rica and i was like well we can look into it but like I don't know it's we had free accommodations in hawaii so it was kind of like we'd have to be paying for accommodations anyways um totally random like basically within that same weekend a couple from our church reached out and just said hey we have a timeshare and it just so happens like doesn't know anything we have a timeshare they have locations all over the world uh, do you want our timeshare for your honeymoon and i was like we just lost our honeymoon plans so yes and they were like, I asked wow. them, I was like, by any chance, is there one in Costa Rica? And she messaged me the next day and she's like, they just opened an availability spot for Costa Rica. It was booked up. I had checked yesterday, oh, but now wow. today there's, it's booked up. So Sierra got to go to Costa Rica again, which was really special for her because she'd on missions trips and, and that was my first time ever going. It was beautiful. Just, just phenomenal. The, the tropical, we got to see these red macaws flying all over the place. It was just gorgeous.
1: That's awesome. Is there backpacking in Costa Rica? Or is this uh, sure backpacking they're... in Costa Rica? I guess is the better question.
0: <laughs> it's like ecotourism is their whole thing. So I'm sure there's people who do backpacking. We got to go on a couple of hikes. We did one where you go got to go up like 10 waterfalls and they'd like splash into these pools and you can jump into the pools and uh, from the waterfall which was just wild i may have tripped and fallen on the second waterfall platform and tumbled <laughs> into the waterfall which like terrified sierra as she was watching from below and that was the end of that hike so
1: <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome
0: so yeah, Tang- it was it was phenomenal
1: tangent trail said lost my wedding band backpacking in bend wasn't a fun ordeal so, how do you? It uh, can, I guess it can't all be good. So,
0: how I want to know how you lost it. Tangent.
1: Yeah, that's that's sad, man. I would hate that. That yeah, would be awful. awful. Of course, then you've got that then you've got Ginger Nome who says, never get married, never have to worry about losing anything.
0: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> John, man, I lost so many you? things before I got married.
2: <laughs> John, did I tell you about um, whenever we were in Guatemala and that guy's wedding band?
1: Yeah. You Dude. can tell Jesse, though. He'd love to hear it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll make it quick. We were uh, on a mission trip in Guatemala, and uh, one of the other like youth counselors, he his wife, she was a nurse practitioner. He is a teacher. Mm-hmm. And they she said that she had bought him like three or four wedding bands, and she was tired of spending money on these expensive wedding bands. So she bought him like the cheapest one You know, it's still gold, but it's like cheap metal. So it's very hard. And then he slipped and fell when we were there. We were at like this coffee ground plantation or something like that. And, um, he hit his elbow and chipped the bone and his hand was swelled up and we were trying to cut the wedding band off instead of sending him to a hospital in Guatemala city and could not cut it because, uh, she had cheaped out on the wedding band. Ooh. Yeah.
0: But I and don't what,
2: blame
1: her. That's rough. If you're, what, if you're,
2: what did you have wait.
0: to do? What's that? He just ended with a dot, dot, dot. Like what happened? Did you have to cut off his finger?
2: He had to go to the hospital. We have you seen? Oh, yeah. Did you do the thing with like the string? Straight. That's what I was about to say. Have you oh, seen? Yeah. You like wrap yeah. the string around your finger and stick it under the band, and then try to unwind? yeah, it? yeah. Well, that absolutely did not work whatsoever. We yeah. couldn't cut it off. Oh, really? Yeah, we had to send him to the hospital. He done an X-ray. He said he had a chip bone. He had a pretty severe concussion. It was pretty bad, but he's okay. He's retired from teaching now, successful retirement. He's moved on to a, a third career. So he's fine. (laughs) It's probably it's probably
1: not as a hand model is my guess no. <laughs> <laughs> no. i don't think he's a model of any kind okay we okay we promised we were going to talk about this tonight and and uh devin's already going come on boys gdt ha uh-huh. <laughs> so uh oh, what, man i just
0: missed talking to you guys it's good to get on here again i know Catch right up. <laughs> right
1: so yeah. jesse let's talk about the gdt a little bit can you explain for people who don't know what the great divide trail is what that is where it is and uh what the big deal is
0: Yeah, sure. First of all, the Great Divide Trail is in Canada. It starts with the Continental Divide Trail, the CDT, ends right at the US border, and then it just continues up the Continental Divide, which is called the Great Divide, up here in Canada, and continues through the Canadian Rockies. It covers a few different national parks, but then mostly it covers some just untouched, wilderness, pristine areas along this beautiful trail that crosses the Alberta and BC border, uh, I think it's some like 39 times or something like that. and it's it's shorter than the Continental Divide Trail, uh, so I usually refer to it as like the younger, younger, gnarly younger sister of the Continental Divide Trail. Uh, so it's a it's 750 miles, uh, 120 kilometers, and usually can get it done in anywhere from 45 to 50 days. Justin Outdoors did it as well, and he did it I think in 36 days. So if you really push, you can get it. Um, and I did it in, in 51 days. So
1: that's that's wow. a that's a rough trail, man. I've watched yeah, a lot it's... of videos, and that is not an easy trail. And uh, people talk about bears and stuff in the US, but uh, the Great Divide Trail, from what I've heard, has more bear activity than any trail down here in the States. Is that true?
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's like I, I'm kind of bummed out. I didn't get a ton of bear encounters, but like I know people who were like talking, like they'll literally just nonchalantly be like oh that was the eighth bear that i saw today and just like <laughs> keep walking and uh and yeah you could you just see them everywhere i saw a total of well i saw a total of three and i had like two kind of close bear encounters uh with two that were just off the trail but i couldn't see them but i could hear them and i know that they were there because of their scat yeah mm-hmm. so well, we're, we're talking week,
1: what's that John,
2: how many times did platinum last week say that she saw a bear she said 14. It was in the teens. I thought it was 14 That was on the times? AT, Jesse. Crazy. Wow.
1: Yeah, but those are black bears. Those are like yeah. just overgrown puppy dogs that are scared of you. So, <laughs> like, the bears <laughs> we're talking about on the Great Divide Trail are not these little tiny black bears.
0: Can you, grizzlies can you, are you, pretty wild.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you want to explain what bears are on the Great Divide Trail compared to other places?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, just grizzlies. They're just huge, and they're, they're just not – like, I shouldn't say that they're not afraid of humans. Like, and like any wild animals, like generally speaking, if they're given the option, they'll prefer to avoid you uh, than have an encounter. But yeah, they're, they're big. They're the, they're, they're the apex predator of the Canadian Rockies without a shadow of a doubt, right? So you're, you're, uh, you're going up against a pretty big bear. I mean, I've seen black bears and, and grizzly bears. Um, and yeah, the grizzlies, just when you see a big one, it's, it's wild. There's one, uh, he's actually in Banff. He's called, what is he called? The Boss and he's been hit by a train he's he's responsible for 90% of the bear population that currently <laughs> lives in the park so he's just like the alpha male wow. uh, so he's just he's killed other bears he's gotten in multiple fights he's been shot and survived it's just crazy so yeah they're they're wild
1: oh yeah people are commenting right now here's here's one of my favorite ones let me see Let's see if we can put this up here. Just grizzlies, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, here's the Justin got a grizzly to come after him. Had to use the spray. Uh, another person commented on Justin's encounter was crazy. I'm sure you were not jealous at all of those two encounters, were you?
0: Well, honestly, uh, no. I don't think I was jealous. Yeah, I don't think I like yes you want to see a bear but i always like as i was even thinking I was like i want to see a bear but i want a safe distance which i'm really happy with the encounters that i had but i remember uh, me and justin were garmin in reaching back and forth and so he actually messaged me like when that happened and he's like dude just got charged by a bear just and so like i was kind of talking him through that he was talking with me and where he was gonna because he was planning on camping right where he got charged oh, um wow. and had to yeah and and had to push on further and uh he, he was he was shaken. like it's it's one of those moments where you're like that was real and it it's it was right there which is crazy because i was there just like 10 days earlier and um maybe a few more i don't know a few weeks earlier and uh and yeah it's crazy to think about being like man i was right there where he got he got charged
2: that's nuts man yeah but you had a clip yeah. in your um your first episode about the bear activity and like the uh bear the bear cages or the bear boxes where you're supposed to put your food and it said like on there this is not for garbage like this is food only and then you had like a little clip on there of a bear you were talking about a bear that figured out how to get the pen out and open up these these boxes so yeah. i didn't know who recorded that um clip and how did you get that
0: So there's been rumors at that specific campsite, Akamina campground, that the bear can get into the bear lockers. And that's just kind of been rummaging around. So while I was there, I was just aware of the fact that like, where do I put my food? Do I put it in this bear locker? There's no way, because I was using the ursac, there's no way to like tie the ursac into anything on the inside. So if the bear can't actually open the door, it can just swipe your food bag and carry it away. And you'll be without food for the next few days. Um, And so... I was like, what do I do? But there's no trees in that specific campground. Their fire went through in 2017 and burnt every tree down. And then they ended up cutting down all the widowmakers. So there's nothing I can even hang it. Um, I'm just like, well, I guess I'm going to just trust and hope that this bear doesn't get this bear locker. And then the next time, so the group that filmed that was a group that was ahead of me, about a week and two weeks ahead of me. And the next time I got into town, I was checking the Facebook group. And she had... um, I can't remember her name, Sarah, Instagram, Sarah Cat, Uh, I can't remember her handle, but anyways, um, Sarah, she had posted that on the Facebook group, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, those rumors just became real, like, it actually just will swipe up the pin, and then stick its hand, unlock it, pull it open, and steal whatever's inside, and the fact that Parks hasn't, haven't removed that bear, or euthanized that bear, just blows my mind, because even, like, walking up that trail because you come from a pretty popular tourist region um, just a few kilometers up the road and there's just everywhere don't sit and have a picnic don't sit on this picnic table there's a bear around bears will eat your food aggressive bear in the area just everywhere and you're walking on trail be like okay yeah i'm just going to this aggressive bear in the area okay everything's fine
1: man that's (laughs) nuts hey we got great advice on how to handle a grizzly bear from the pizza Uh ninja he says if a grizzly comes after you, roll over and play dead, then when it sees the go next backpack, it will run away laughing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll see that and think, wait, Chinese food? I don't want I don't want Chinese food. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's so
2: That was a perfect edit there, man, on that video and you talking about the bear. And I just I just couldn't help but wondering. But that worked out perfectly for you on getting that video, man.
0: Fit. Yeah, no, I asked I asked her. She put it there. I was, I was like, I need to show – because nobody's going to believe me. Like the bear lockers right. are designed for bears to knock it in. And if you're just going to tell people, like, oh, I'm here in this campground where supposedly bears can get in the locker, they're going to be like, yeah. yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, but bears are so smart, man. They they can figure yeah. out how to cut your food down if you have it tied up. I don't yeah. know.
1: Well, Buckley says it best. He says, there's little difference between the smartest bear and the dumbest human when it comes to bear lockers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I have a hard time opening those things. (laughs) I guess that's saying a lot. (laughs) What's really crazy is towards the end of the trail, you go through this park called Wilmore Wilderness Park um, up in the Northern Rockies. And I was talking to an old hunter who is like kind of past crossing paths. And he's like, well, Be careful in these parts because, you know, whenever there's a trouble bear anywhere else in Jasper or Banff, they send that bear up to these parts. So you're just like, oh, great. So if there's ever been an aggressive bear or trouble bear and they have to trap it and fly it out to Wilmore, they release all the bears up there. And you're just, again, you're like, this is fine. But no, I mean, honestly, at the same time, I don't want to like stoke too much fear because I really do believe that like grizzlies and black bears, they're like the bumblebees of the of the woods generally speaking they're minding their own business they want to eat their food they want to do their thing and as long as you don't run up and swat one or you don't step on its hive or step on its kill you're you're general or get in between it and its its babies you're usually fine like i've literally been probably i've got to always transfer like what 300 feet not even probably less than 300 feet away from a couple of of grizzlies there's two grizzlies and uh they were coming down an embankment this wasn't on the GDT. This was on a different backpacking trap. They were coming down an embankment. And in the moment that it took me to just see them running down this embankment and stop, they had already seen me reared up and ran back up the embankment, like they're so fast. And they just, they right away saw me and I was like, Whoa. And they looked at me and they're like, we're gone. And they just ditched out of their ASAP. And of course wow. I was super sketched, but you know, like you generally thankful. want to stay out of your way.
1: Super thankful. Yeah, you. I was
0: thankful. <laughs> yes. I, so, actually, the one, the, the bear encounter that I had is okay, this is a little bit of a funny story because it's exactly what I wanted. Like, I was literally praying. I was like, Lord, I want to see a grizzly. I want to see it at a safe distance. I want this. And so I'm actually up high in the alpine. So there's no trees, no brush nothing. And I'm filming, um actually filming, I think it's a Ventus review or like a, a, a little Ventus call out um, of the Ventus and I'm filming and all of a sudden I'm like walking and I lift my head up and there's two grizzlies coming right up towards me, probably, yeah. you know, yeah, probably again, a hundred meters away. And they look up that we both lock eyes at the same time and they're like, huh. And they, so they start going the other direction down the hill and take this wide berth. But because there's no trees, I just watch them walk all the way in front of me and then they go, up and over this little hill and then the trail that i'm on continues over that hill and i just hear this scream blood curdling scream from the distance and i don't know what happened but nothing nobody got hurt but i just hear this blood curdling scream and then like 30 seconds later the grizzly bear comes back over the hill towards me and it's like this guy's way chiller we're gonna go this way and he walks up behind me so i got this full 360 degree walk around with these two grizzlies walked in front of me all the way around me and then up and over a mountain pass it was just wild
1: Oh, man, that's crazy. That is crazy. But the
0: lady screaming was was the funniest thing because she was really far away. So she probably just saw them and freaked out. But it was like I could just hear this scream echo through the mouth. And then like 30 seconds later, these two grizzlies bumbling back towards me. (laughs) Have you seen the video of that guy fighting off
2: the black bear? Oh, on the mountain Have you side? Seen oh yeah, yeah like
0: kicking him down the, the yeah. cliff yeah the yes. one that you just with you and um and um mr backpacking is hiking sir jason back sir hiking <laughs> Jason backpacking sir <laughs> 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 oh
2: you love that mr
0: yeah, backpacking jason one. sir yeah there we go okay <laughs> yeah, <got> some respect. <laughs> hilarious. that was yeah, crazy
1: dude. that was insane i can't imagine dude Somebody oh, just made a comment, and known. it made me think of Jason. It said if I had a close encounter cl- with a grizzly, I'd have to grab my wag bag. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. So Jesse, Jesse, I gotta know. Yes. It, and you don't have to give it up if if you're if you're gonna be talking about this later on in one of your videos. But in the video, it looked like you. There was a point where you were ready to give up, like you were really fighting it. What was yeah. going on at the time? What was going through your head? What was, what was, cause it's, I know it's a tough trail, but what got you to that point?
0: So to, uh, I guess a spoiler alert, I'm working on episode two coming out here, ASAP. Um, I'm just finishing up a few things and, and uh, I was hoping to have it out actually today, but I had to finish up a few things with my editor and, and I was delayed in talking to him anyways. And so that title of that, uh, episode two is already off trail. Uh, but not the way that you expect and and so that drama kind of plays out um but yeah i think one of the things that's really hard for people to wrap their heads around when you're starting something like this is the emotional side of starting a trail and facing your fears and and taking on this challenge and that was something that was like i always I knew that I was doing this, but it, was like, it wasn't until I was on the trail that it was real. And then when all the little things started adding up, that's when it really hits you emotionally of like, I already was doubting whether or not I can do this. And then I'm having gear issues and then I'm, I'm not doing as well as I thought I was going to do. And my backpack's breaking. And so at that moment, uh, I was kind of at the point of no return when when I was dealing with my broken backpack, and I made it worse, because I was like shoving into the backpack to try to like fix it, and then that got stuck, and so I couldn't put my frame back in, and I'm hauling like 40 pounds, so I don't want to go frameless, and, uh, and I remember being like, okay, is this the moment where I back out? Because I was just about five kilometers away from a road, that I knew I could hitchhike into town, And then hitchhike basically up to the next town and miss that entire section. And I was honestly sitting there. And with the Great Divide Trail, it's permitted, but it's permitted by night. So you can't miss a day. You have, like, no grace if you fall a day behind uh, your itinerary. So it was like my risk was I either, like, back out and have to skip this entire section or I have to push on and... That was kind of the moment of like, what have I gotten myself into? Do I actually have what this take, what it takes to do this? And I was really thinking like, is this where it already ends? And that was, that was like that feeling day two was just so emotional. Cause it was like, I, I don't want, I don't want to be done. And uh, that emotion kind of played out for the rest of the next couple of days as well. It got a little bit better and then took a turn for the worse. And fortunately I can say things ended well, but Uh, it was, it was rough in the, in the middle.
1: That's gotta be intimidating when you're planning this trip. It has to be intimidating just for the simple fact that you don't get, like you said, if you can't just pull a zero because your body hurts or because you're tired, you just have to plug through the whole time or else plan your zero days.
0: Yeah. And that's what you do. You plan some zero days. So when you get to a town, you plan a few, uh, a zero day, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, you have. If you if you're short a day, you gotta make it up the next day. I mean, there is some like unofficial grace of like people who will just. Um Uh, what's it called stealth stealth camp the whole time but that's that's technically illegal in most of the parks and there's a few sections that aren't under as strict of a permit so you could technically be a little bit more flexible for a few days but at the end it's like i have to get from point a to point b in four days and if i'm not at point b in four days i miss my permit and if i get caught i'm getting fined and uh and so yeah you just push through pain there's a like an, uh, a lady who had done the trail three times she's retired she's an older lady um but tons of tons of vibrancy and tons of spunk and she i was complaining to her one day as i passed her on a trail and she's like oh jesse just do what i do you just hike when it hurts <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great that's great and you got an awesome comment here from unlikely hiker this is great it says i've never done a long trail but i have done attempted some very difficult hikes It can be a struggle to stay out of your own head when things keep going wrong. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've, I've had those days. I mean, I think, I think we all have where you get out there Mm -hmm. and you just get to this one point and something inside you just, I hate this so much right now that I I don't want to do this anymore. Jeremiah, did you deal with that on the long trail? uh, Well, whenever I got like my
2: overuse injury, I definitely did. And Mm -hmm. like, I was, I don't remember how many days in, but like for an entire day, I was just walking through 40 degree freezing rain. And I was like, if every day's like this, I don't think I can finish this trail. You know, if I got to do a week of this, that'd be tough.
1: Yep. Like Tanya Browning says, knowing the bailout options is necessary, but can be our enemy as well, especially when we're hiking. Yeah. That's a great mm-hmm. comment because that's, you get inside it. your own head. You get inside your own head and, and you're hiking this trail and you know there's an out. It's so easy to just bail. It's so yeah. easy to bail.
0: Have you guys ever watched the show alone?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I love that
0: show. That's but one great. of the things that I, I, I do pr- whenever I watch it is like you can almost tell who's about to drop out by the moment they mention their family. The oh, moment yeah. they start mm-hmm. talking about how much they miss their families, yeah. the moment I'm like, "Oh, you're gone next episode, man. You can't, you, you can't do it." <laughs> and, and I think it's again, it's that button. It's that they have the button; they just have to push it, mm-hmm. and they can go home. And that's way harder than if you're in a real survival situation, and the option to to go forward is to survive.
2: Yeah, yeah. people, yeah. people, so well. Hold on, let me ask y'all a second uh, uh, question, real quick. How fake is the show alone? How fake is it?
1: I don't think zero it's fake. zero fake. I don't think or it's ten fake. fake. I don't think it's fake. So zero aspects about it are fake. The, uh, the Shill brothers actually interviewed a guy that was on the show, and one of the they things was, that he talked about at the during the show was afterwards they they have to put them in a place where they can decompress uh-huh. and, and and get away from that being feral basically because mm-hmm. their last however long they've been out there. They've become like animals. They've got heightened senses. All they care about is providing for themselves, finding food, finding shelter. Um, Eating at restaurants is difficult because they just want to grab everything Mm -hmm. and shove it in their mouth because they're Mm -hmm. afraid they won't have food the next day. And their mindset is just completely flipped while they're out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some stuff that may be dramatized by the uh, by the production team. But from what I've seen, for the people that have been interviewed that are on it, it's pretty legit. It's
0: real. Even even the interactions they do have with people, which I've actually heard one guy talk about how that was really hard because they come to weigh you to make sure your vitals are okay, but they will not talk to you. And so you just have this you're so excited to see humans and they just will not engage with you at all. They'll just stand on the. Yep. Get next. Next. Take off your shirt. Breathe. Next. Get on the scale. okay, goodbye. And that they say it's almost harder when they leave because you're like you're so excited to see a person and yet they don't give you anything of what you're wanting and then they just leave and you're like, ah. Yep. Oh. So I've, I've, I think it's real, like maybe 10% fake. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a few things. Like even for me, filming myself on trail, you know, there's mm-hmm. a few times where it's like, I might say a line to myself and I think, oh, I should film that, pull out the camera. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 like, you guys know how it is. So those things might happen, yeah. but I think it's pretty real.
1: Here's a great, here's Mm. another another great statement. Uh, Jeff Peters said, he said, a mitigating factor to bailout points is to park my truck at the end of the hike and tell myself salvation Mm. lies ahead. Keep hiking. That's really cool. I like that. I like that.
2: Now I want to go back and revisit something that you mentioned a little bit earlier. You were talking about your backpack and you could see just how much, um, I don't know, stress that was causing you at the very beginning. Cause like you said, you, uh, it is not manageable to expect someone to carry 40 pounds in a unframed backpack for multiple days. Like Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's just, it's too much like the structure's not there. So you were using a 60 liter outdoor vitals shadow light backpack. Okay. Yeah. Now on your video, you said it was user um, error was one of the main causes of the gear failure. And I have the Shadowlight backpack and I mentioned it earlier and I love the backpack. So um, I wanted to know what exactly happened there.
0: Yeah, sure. So this is a little bit of an old problem. This this situation has been solved by Outdoor Vitals so that it doesn't happen again on any of the current and existing backpacks. And just so you know, I started with the 60 liter, but I actually ended up switching to the 45 liter and I have the 45 liter and I used that for the rest of the trip once I got that and loved it. Okay. Uh, but, but long story short, um, I don't know which model of Shadowlight you have, but the original first round of production run, it had um, basically the... Um, I'm trying to remember it's not the what's the what's the special fabric called it's it's not ripstop nylon it's the aerobic aerobic yeah. nylon so it had like a tube of aerobic nylon which the frame went through and that caused some squeaking do you remember how everyone was complaining about the squeaking backpacks mm-hmm. and at the very bottom of that there was just like a little pocket that it was supposed to go through the aerobic nylon and then pop into the po- pocket of webbing um of a strap of webbing but the issue is in the right conditions if the backpack was tilted and you took out your frame and then put it back in you could miss the webbing pocket and so then the frame is no longer it's just against your back in the fabric and so now they had warned me about this and they had said hey just as a heads up when you're taking out your frame because i told them like i'm taking this frame apart i'm looking at every aspect of this backpack because i want to make sure this is the backpack that i want to use and um And so they said, okay, that's fine. Take it all all apart, test it. We think you're going to love testing it, but when you put it back together, make sure you get that pocket. And I missed. And and so then right before the trip, I took everything apart again and put everything back together and I missed that pocket. And so day two is when it finally poked through the back bottom of the backpack because it wasn't in that webbing strap. Um, and so they fixed it now so that now there isn't aerobic nylon tube. It's actually all webbing. It just goes straight down webbing. And then that webbing arches up. So it always hits the bottom of where it needs to go. Um, so all the new production runs, that's how it's it's designed. And that's how my uh, second backpack uh, works, which was, which was absolutely great. And I've taken the backpack frame out and had no problems with that. But so that was the first issue. The second issue was because it had created a little bit of a hole at the bottom, I thought to myself why don't i just kind of clog that hole with some mm. tape and Leuko tape? and yeah, if i totally clog logical. it exactly then i can like back it up and it has some support and right. except for the fact that as i was shoving it down that robic nylon tube it got like a little the not the the Leuko tape started rolling in on itself so it got stuck oh. so when i pulled it out about three quarters down or no one quarter down there was just this wad of like immovable duct tape that I actually ended up having to cut the seam of my backpack to get, um, the, the oh. tape out. So that's why I was so distraught. Cause I was like, not only is it day two and do I have a hole in the bottom of my backpack, it's day two and I can't get my frame back into my backpack and I have to cut my backpack open on day two of the great divide trail. And Somehow try to remove this this uh, tape and how is that going to affect the structure of the back? How is that going to affect the next few days? Is that going to make things work? Am I even going to be able to fix this? Um, And uh, yeah Mm -hmm. Long story short, I don't fix it
2: (laughs) You're using a razor blade it looked like you had some kind of device that would hold your razor blade I, I don't know if you got that 3d printed I had a little design that was sent to me. That was 3D printed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a razor blade holder. You can kind of flip it around, but yours almost look like a pocket knife with, it's like a pseudo pocket knife. It wasn't really a pocket knife. And I, <laughs> at the time I was watching the video and I was like, I bet this guy regrets not having a multi-tool, which I never bring with me. <laughs> if you had that at the yeah. time, you'd be like, gosh. Yeah. So what yeah. was that about?
0: so the 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 little razor blade was a uh, lightsmith uh, lightsmith sells just a flip it's exactly that it's a razor blade that just flips into a cover um so it's it's a razor blade and cover all in one and i love that thing i've seen the ones that have a little like sheath like you're talking about a 3d printed sheath but i love i love this one cuz it's fully um, secure, and I know that the sheath ones, like you can, I think you can take out the razor blade, flip it around, and then it's protected. But you always have, like, if you need something, like if you're in a first aid emergency and you need that blade immediately, you don't want to have to pull it out, flip it around, clip it back in. This one, you just flip it out, and it's it's good to go. Um, and yeah, I can't remember the second part of your question. What was the second part?
2: No, that was it. I was just curious what that was about. I I always try to bring a pocket knife with me, but uh, I know a lot of people they. You know when you're doing such a long trip, you're trying to shed as much weight as possible. Yeah. and my pocket knife is fairly heavy, even like the little ones compared to just a razor blade. but in yeah. the same sense, like it's a trade-off, right? You're shedding weight, but you also you don't have as much to at your disposal if that's the only blade that you have. but a I lot just of people there through high-
1: worn weight. I just consider it worn weight.
0: Yeah. You know I, don't I just I, have a couple a couple multi-tools on me. They're just a couple extra a multi-tools. It's, it's worn it's, weight.
1: It's it's on my pocket. There's no weight on my back. It's it, the weight's on my hip. I mean it's all good. Like it's it's worn weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not right, with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, see I, I don't I don't have a pocket knife. I want to keep things super as like I was heavy enough in everything else that I had. And I actually trimmed down some of my base weight on the trail. Like I started with um, all the clothing that I thought I might need, but then we went through this heat wave. And so I got rid of a bunch of like the cool, the cold weather hike um, clothing. And I shipped that off ahead of myself. But anyways, I wanted to so, go as lightweight so as me, I tell could. Tell me
1: real quick, Jesse, I have to know this. What is warm weather hiking in Canada?
0: Okay. No, this is legit. Okay. Maybe <laughs> not quite spot as hot as you. are
1: dead serious <laughs> about this.
0: Typically, one sec. Ah, oh, I see? I don't know these the conversions. I'm not as good for the higher numbers. Usually, probably I'll them. what Just like eight. I can give you the Celsius.
2: Yeah, you tell me the Celsius. I'll convert it. I got it pulled up right here.
0: Okay, so typically hot weather in Canada is like 30 to 32 degrees Celsius. That's typically hot. I think that's like 85.
1: That's hot. That's legit. That is hot. 86
2: degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Okay. 30 degrees okay,
0: but, Celsius. When I was starting the GDT, we were going through one of the hottest heat waves in history in Canada, and it got to 39 degrees, um, not including the humidex, which is a
2: 102.2 degrees Fahrenheit
0: 102.2. What
2: miles
1: and what elevation were you pulling in that temperature?
0: So day two, what you actually saw in that video, um, I'm hiking through 28 kilometers. That's that that last day where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. 28 kilometers and 1,400 meters of ele- – Oh, yeah. Sorry.
2: 17.4 miles.
0: 17.4 miles and then 1,400 meters. So that's going to be like – Like 3,500 three, feet
2: or something. 1,400 meters is 0. 0.87 miles. No,
0: no, that? no. Uh, uh, elevation. How many in feet?
2: Uh,
0: Almost a mile I mean, up.
1: So that's a lot.
2: 45, 4,600 feet. So that's just under a mile. Miles five thousand That's 102
1: degrees. Okay, <laughs> Jesse, you are getting some serious street cred right now. It's crazy, dude. 102 degrees. Yeah. I'm being the light. You hiked seventeen miles in over 4,000 feet of elevation.
0: Yeah, that was day two. <laughs> there it is right there. That, and that, right there. that was the day my backpack broke, and I was just like, I, I can't do this. I think I'm going to quit. Like, I, I just – I don't think um, – oh Oh, no sorry that was day three that was day two i had just done half of that and i was exhausted day two i had just done half of that and i knew day three i had to do twice as much as what i had done that day which was those numbers that you just got and so 70 miles and and 4500 feet anyways and i was just like how can i do this i was exhausted today my backpack is broken and tomorrow is double what i did today how on earth am i going to do this so that's why that episode ends with me being like today i did it i did the great divide trail like i i pushed past there was a campground like they had some people had seen me how exhausted i was i was just wiped and they're like listen man like you could stay here with us we got we got a tent pad we don't need to all need it you you could stay here and i was like no i am getting to my destination i'm hiking past this i'm proving to myself because if i can't do today i don't know if i can do the gdt and so that was like a huge morale boost um and then a couple of days later, um, oh, man, I wish I had all the stats from each of those days. I had to do another probably cl- close to s- probably 16 miles, and it was uh, even more elevation. Um, oh, no, it was less. I think it was 1,100 meters, so that's like 3,300 feet. And, um,
1: that's the Canadian yeah, Rockies, little. right?
0: Yeah, it's the Canadian Rockies. Rockies for you. Okay, yeah.
1: comments, comments are coming in. I feel like I'm dying in anything hotter than 80 degrees. And yeah. uh, Jeff Peters just flat out says, "I would have quit." I <laughs> so, dang man, serious props for that. That's a, that's impressive.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was he, I just see Jeff Peters. Yeah, heat yeah. exhaustion stroke territory. And there was there was a couple of days where um, on one day there's a six mile section where there's no water and you're just doing a water carry up and over these this mountain ridge crest that's the next episode that's coming out and i am just dying it wasn't quite as hot by that point it was probably nine in the 90s because i'm it was like mid 30s just the 90s Um, i
1: mean just the 90s you know that's that's (laughs) good weather to hike in (laughs)
0: I'm actually really glad. I'm really glad you guys are are saying this because I hear, I feel like I was expecting you guys to be like, ah, 100 degrees, that's nothing. Here in Kentucky, it gets to like 120, you know? (laughs) Whatever. It never gets hot.
1: Down here, it's the humidity is the problem down
0: here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, But man, 90 degrees is for real, dude. There's no joking with 90 degrees. And then, and then, and Salmon Outdoors just flat out said, you know, fighting off bears and moose the whole time. (laughs) The Canadian, eh? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have to ask something. It's about time. Yep. And we have to ask, oh, yeah. Do you have a GDT poop story?
0: I don't know if I have a really good GDT poop story, but I do think I have some GDT wisdom.
1: Okay. Poop wisdom. poop wisdom. Poop wisdom. Oh, I will take it. Yes. Bring on the poop wisdom.
0: This is this is my proverb if uh, if you can from learning the GDT and it is a a wise man learns to dig his cat hole the night before.
1: That's good. That's stop. That finger gets in where you can Full see it. Stop. That's good stuff.
0: So seriously, you this is what I started learning cuz I don't know about everybody's different, but when I wake up it's like, I can make my cup of coffee, having my cup of coffee in my tent. And then like, basically, as soon as I'm like sitting up, full sitting up, my body's like, now, like now, just go like, get out of the tent and go. And you're like trying to dig your hole and you're, your, your body's like, no, no, no. I didn't mean dig a hole. I meant now. And so I had started, I started before I would go to bed, I would dig out a spot and I would mark it. So I knew where it was around my camp and then uh, i go to bed and when i woke up and my body was like now i could just like walk over to my cat hole do my business cover it up good to go oh man! how did you mark it well i mean usually i would just it like have some sort of a uh a awareness of where it was like that tree that bush it's off to the side you know something like that i would just kind of be aware but uh, sometimes there's a couple times where i had to trot through the woods or through the bush a little bit and so i'd have to like grab a stick and lean it up against the tree so that in the morning when i'm half asleep i can be like oh stick okay yeah, that way <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> good idea, though, man. that's a really good idea uh, that really plus works. there was one time where in the middle of the night i had to wake up and the nice thing was You know what? You know when you wake up and you're like, "Oh no!" But if it's already dug, that takes out half the work. You've already found a good spot. You already know what you got to do. You just got to get there, do your business, and get back into bed. So worth it. A wise man digs his cat hole the night before.
1: That's that's great. That's great, dude. People are loving this stuff right here. Um, Oh, he's getting a lot of support in the comments. Yeah, let's see if we can find. uh, That's when I do this. Was that's when I do my best thinking. You know? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, off with of the customer service. It seems like uh, Doc Watson has been like dealing with a customer the entire time we've been on here. So he was excited because he got off just in time for poop wisdom. Uh, <laughs> salmon outdoors. Uh, he he says uh, yes, poop wisdom. Yes, a bear poops in the woods. So that that's.
0: Good I, I like the the Confucius poop, <laughs> poop wisdom. Jeff Peter says it's Confucius.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, this is great. We got a Ian Bloom says, I don't think Sasquatch could stop this guy. <laughs>
0: no grizzlies. No, nothing. It's go time.
1: <laughs> and, and maybe my favorite comment so far is Miyagi. That's too hot. Might have to drop to a two inch inseam. Yikes.
0: <laughs>
2: Miyagi. Miyagi with you. The... You know, I was shopping the other day for shorts and they had like four inch inseam on there. And I was like, I cannot. Pull the trigger those aren't shorts there. yeah those are, are that's that's
0: underwear it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bikini <laughs> it's, it's a somebody somebody asked early on somebody asked if outdoor uh, outdoor vitals was creating a mankini or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four inch mankini from outdoor vitals
1: it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> oh, that's
2: funny so um jesse when do you think that we can expect your next episode on your youtube
0: episode show? Episode two should be out, I'm hoping, tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm actually, like, it will, it will be ready tomorrow. It's ready tonight, um, but I'm trying to decide if I should do it as a release on Tuesday. I've never released videos on Tuesdays, but I've never really released videos for the past year, so I don't know if it yeah. matters. This week. <laughs> or if I'll just, yeah, but it'll be out for sure this week. Um, okay. My fiance was saying, she's like, you should just wait till the weekend, and because the, the goal is it will be, episodes will be every second week. I'll do a gear video in between, And so Mm -hmm. I was hoping to, the plan originally was to have two episodes released back to back and then gear video episode, gear video episode, Um, hopefully, if I can do that. But um, now it looks like I didn't get it out this weekend, so maybe I'll just release it this week. But either way, it's coming out this week for sure.
2: That's that's something that uh, people don't really think about with the YouTube stuff. Like people that have true success on YouTube and have like, really prosperous channels
0: like Um, you jeremiah no not like me not like me like jeremiah is just uh, taking the high horse you know real real youtubers unlike jesse and john um, kelly like let's be real so when you're a real youtube listen
1: listen, i was a youtuber once (laughs) me too I'm saying like somebody
2: that is able to have a full-time living and be happy mm-hmm. and healthy and do YouTube as their career, there is a true strategy and a lot of thought that goes into your content, when you release it, what kind of content. Like like you're saying, for example, you might look and say, I want to do a weekly video. I might want to do a trail video the first Wednesday. I might want to do a gear video the second Wednesday. Third Wednesday might be a tips video and the fourth Wednesday might be a gear review video and you are Mm -hmm. cycling through and that transcends just backpacking. You know, it could be like a Mm -hmm. gaming channel or a makeup channel. They're still going to think out when am I releasing the content? What is the pattern to it? And, and, you know, how am I making it as good as possible? So I thought that was interesting.
1: That's honestly how Jeremiah avoids dry skin as he watches a lot of those makeup channels. (laughs)
0: So. <laughs> the rumors and, true. and and the hair product channels. He's got like hairdo channels wow. and beard grooming.
1: Yeah. Jeremiah's got fashion. immaculate hair. We pick on him a lot, but he's got immaculate hair.
0: It's like, it's true. I am I am I, impressed. I am highly
1: <laughs> jealous. Like if I took off my hat right now, I don't have a forehead. I have a seven head.
0: So it's yeah. Do like... you see? Do you, look how look how his his hairline goes straight across I the know. top. Like mine is like if I lift this up. Oh, other side. There we go. <laughs> it's oh, like no, right. it's men oh jeremiah's just got it man. he's got
1: it well hey listen well, let's thanks. let's let everybody know how to find you on the grams and on the facebook's and on the youtubes and everything
0: yes absolutely you can check out backcountry forward at youtube backcountry forward on the instagram uh instagram if you want to like touch base with me and actually message me that's probably the best way to get uh, a hold of me and then uh yeah i don't know do you guys have a link in the description below here can i say that
2: oh we can yeah, put one there we'll add in the link absolutely
0: well do- I'll put a link in the comments below, because, you know, no, but, but you can always, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll start harassing, I'll start harassing John Kelly and Jeremiah on everything that they post for the next few weeks of like, <laughs> and here's the Great Divide trailer, everybody. Here's, watch, watch me, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse, it's been awesome
1: having you on here, man. It has been awesome having you on here. We're going to let you go back to the green room for a few minutes.
0: Alrighty, I'm looking forward to it. I uh,
1: hope you enjoy the snacks.
0: You know, will do always yeah, always there's sauce. uh some grizzly bear pepperoni sausages i saw back there that was good
1: i, I believe so i believe so
0: uh, yeah so, uh, somebody <laughs> killed one and <laughs> okay see you guys thanks so much
1: some, man. <laughs> that was a great time man that was a great time and for some reason we're sharing screens right now but there we are man <laughs> for those yeah, who didn't they... know we're using an all-new program tonight this is the first time we've ever used it so uh-huh. uh Trying to get the glitches out and the kinks out. But uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and watching. Uh, Jeremiah did want to point out some comments from earlier. It didn't seem appropriate to pull them up later in in this. But uh, Tangent Trail said he filed a report with the Park Service and another backpacker found his ring. The Park Service actually mailed it back to him. He said his wife had him resize it the next day. Wow. How about that?
2: Yes, that is crazy. Dude, what are the, the trail, the trail trail gives back people. Somehow you can drop something. You, Oh, I accidentally dropped my crock. And then two days later it shows up on somebody's backpack. When y'all drop a crock. Yep. Yep. I did the trail dude. Somehow it's magic.
1: Well, I was at, I was at the gorge and uh, I had left my trekking pole sitting next to my truck and just pulled out, you know, brand new trekking poles that I just bought and they were just mm-hmm. laying on the ground, and I didn't know it. I took off, got down the road to the restaurant. After I ate dinner at Miguel's, I went to put my shoes in the back of my truck and realized I had no trekking poles. Mm-hmm. So I hightailed it back to the beginning of the trail, and some guy had found them and just set them up against a tree and said, Hey, man, did you leave some trekking poles? I was like, yeah, because yeah. they're right there. I mean, dude, these are like $110 trekking poles for the pair, and they just set them up against a tree.
2: We're part of a good community, man.
1: We are, dude. We're part of a very good community. And next week is the last live stream of this half of season five.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll still have um, a podcast episode every Wednesday. They just won't be live on Monday nights at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you'll have to. Uh, they'll be on YouTube. They'll be on Spotify, Apple, every oh yeah platform, everything,
1: but- everything. So but and next yeah. week, in next week, there are no guests. Next week, next week is Jeremiah and I. And Jeremiah, yeah. I have an idea for next week's episode, and we'll talk about it. But I have a special idea for next week's episode.
2: Okay, I'm looking forward to hearing it. So uh,
1: I think I think we could have some fun with that. Good. Oh, I can't wait. I think it's, it's going to be, be fun. good. But for myself <laughs> and Jeremiah, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Backpacking Podcast, and we will catch you on the next one.
2: Yeah. Adios, folks.